0: And if you're new here, I'm so grateful and happy that you found the show. I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women. And my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that might keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be a human being. All right, my friends, we have Nate Ortiz joining us today. Nate is a multi-talented celebrity life and health coach, personal trainer, public speaker, and writer. With nearly a decade of experience, he's a go-to lifestyle coach for people seeking a positive and holistic change in their lives. Nate's personal journey was marked by frequent houselessness and food insecurity as a child, which now inspires his passion for mindset and health optimization in general. He leverages his Bachelor of Science degree to help people transform their lives through movement and nutrition. His work has touched countless lives, turning his own rags to riches story into a catalyst for the dreams of others. I think you all are just gonna love this conversation. As you're listening, as always, hit us up. Let us know what your big takeaways are from today. You can find Nate on Instagram and TikTok. He has an awesome account there as well at Be Great with Nate. And I'm at Helen Denham underscore. So hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're navigating in your own personal life. Thank you so much for being here. It's such a blessing to share this space and these conversations with you. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you on the flip side. Well, the first question I always love to ask people is How do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to in the morning?
1: Oh, absolutely. I like to start my morning off putting myself in a position, at least 45 minutes to myself. I like to start it off with a cup of coffee and something informative. So I like to sit in my living room, kick my feet up, sip on some coffee and watch something that's teaching me something. So uh, it's very important. And then as my mind gets to go, um, and then I set up the rest of my morning, probably another two hours to come in here, study, plan out my day, look at my content, see where I can do to improve things. And then start to warm up, then go train and then get into coaching.
0: Excellent. Are there any mindfulness practices in particular that have been helping you to kind of get your mindset right for a big day like that ahead?
1: Yeah. So mindfulness for me is more like music. My body's very, uh, my brain is very active. It it's always going. And I find music being something I can align with where it can get my thoughts going, get, get, I can, it it puts me in a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? So um, especially music that has like meaning to it, like uh, the hip hop that I like to listen to. I like to listen to like lyricists, right? So like Nas, some Jay-Z, some Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. And um, yeah, it gets me really, I'm, I'm, it's really hard for me to sit down and be quiet and allow my brain to like like get into that type of mindfulness. I like active meditation. I like to move my body. And then the more I move my body or the more I allow music to move through me, the more calm my body becomes, and the more I can really become more mindful.
0: Mm, I love that. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think that really has a tie into sound healing and the mm. uh, the essence behind that because our bodies really do pick up on sound frequencies. Mm. Sometimes when I get a great song, even if it's like a rap song or like a dance hall song, I will just lay down on my yoga mat and listen so it washes through. Because it, I feel you. It feels so good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I'd love to know more about what a day in your life looks like too. Like what's a typical day in Nate's life look like?
1: Oh, it's all day. So my day can start around anywhere from five to five 45. I get up, I do, you know, sitting down, I get my, my mind right. As far as, um, watching something that's informative, sipping on some coffee, and then coming in here, aligning my day as far as what content. Um, and then from there I'll train, I have a gym. I set up my whole house. I just brought a house in uh, the East Coast and even my house in LA was the same way. I built like a, a boutique studio in my garage. So I'll go train. After training, I'll shower and then probably prepare a cup of tea and then have a couple clients that I coach and then get right back to content creating. Right now, I'm in the process of getting my first publishing um, book deal. Mm-hmm. So we're in a contract of that. I'm writing every day. And then I'm creating a whole online platform right now too. So, and then I'll do a live, a TikTok live. Usually I like to do that anywhere from 10 in the morning to 12. I do that for about an hour and a half. I do presentations on there. And then, um, yeah. And then the coaching is probably like three, three, sometimes two to four hours, depending on what my day looks like. And then around like four or five o'clock. Um, I have three dogs, so I play with my dogs a little bit, make sure they get some active, they're active a little bit with their toys or playing, play with them in the backyard. And then um, I'll get to a time where probably come back in my office, study a little bit, and then I have an hour where I'll shut it down. So like 6.30 to 7 o'clock, I shut everything down. So even when I'm, I want to continue, it's only fair that my lifestyle for work kind of slows down because I have a partner that I have to spend time with So um, her and I will prepare dinner and then kick our feet up and, and, you know, watch something and or watch a documentary or watch one about like Shark Tank or The Prophet, something that's still motivating and keeping my brain work a little bit, but more in a, a passive relaxation and yeah, just chill.
0: Yes. I love getting a peek into your life like this, peeling back the curtain to see what's really going on. And you made so many interesting points there that I'm really picking up on. First of all, that you're, you seem to be prioritizing continuing your education, which I really Mm -hmm. admire and like, you know, encouraging everybody to have a beginner's mindset. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something I never want to stop. Always reading something, always watching something helpful to help us evolve. So what are Mm -hmm. you learning about right now? What are you watching? What are you reading?
1: <laughs> so right now, uh, the things I'm learning, I'm in the I'm in the uh, second stage of my integrated health license st- uh, stage, to where now I can retest for heavy metals, retest for uh specific parasites in uh in the Czech Institute, the other school I was at, we studied parasites, but this uh integrated health practitioner license I'm getting, I'll be able to actually look specifically for certain parasites or certain bacteria. Um, and I'll also be licensed to send, have the right to send you test. But when you send it back, it goes back to my, uh, institute and then they'll give me the report. So I'm in a process of learning more about that. Um, I'm in a process of learning about myself every day. I've been going through this huge life shift in my life these last couple months. And, um, life is just teaching me a lot. For an example, you know, I went from being homeless to being, you know, from the streets of Jersey city to going through a lot of childhood trauma to then overcoming that and becoming the first person in my, in my family to go to high school. And I played for the number one basketball school in the country. And then I ended up uh, becoming the first division one football player in school history there. And then I injured my spine and then I had to start all over. And then my girlfriend's father's like, come to New York city and start your dream over. um, And I believe in you. So I went to Washington Heights, New York started working on my dream and my dream was to be a coach and be a coach where I'm able to teach on every level from life coaching to nutrition to strength and conditioning. So I went to school to get my bachelor of science and my strength and condition, I studied strength and conditioning, nutrition, and physical therapy. So when I got out, I went to study more of knowing organs, inflammation, parasites, uh, mental health, um, life coaching, etc. So I started studying under that. And I had this big dream to one day study under my mentor, who was Paul Check, And then and then I had to figure out at that moment how to study how to get myself out there in the world. So I had to study how to create content, how to market, um, how, to, how to do it correctly, right? How to build websites, how to build an email list, how to edit videos, how to buy a laptop, how to, you know, I had to sell my car that I saved up for three years to just sell it, you know, two months after having a car to sell it for a MacBook to edit videos. So at that stage, it was all about like, how can I make it in the world? And then I made it, right? There was one point where, you know, I became uh, a celebrity coach, went to LA, started working with the biggest celebrities in the world, people that I used to watch on TV, people I listened to in my ears on, with music and the biggest athletes tra- transforming their life. And then I started to learn at that moment, I just went through a stage of learning what really matters in life, right? And you, we can chase something for a long time thinking like, yo, I need this amount of money to make me happy. Or I need to train or coach these type of celebrities to make me happy. And, um, you know, in the last year, all my dreams came true. Most of my dreams came true. I studied under my mentor and then collaborated and made videos with my mentor and then just got interviewed by my mentor on his podcast and then went on the Sahara Rose podcast. And then, you know, everything just kind of blew up for me. I started selling out workshops all over the world and retreats and it was all going great, but then I found myself in the middle, like, why am I not happy? And that's something I had to really study. how had to figure out why am I not happy. And uh, so that's something I've been working on every day. And one of the things that I found out is that um, my root chakra wasn't healed. I had a lot of childhood trauma. Uh, I was always in fight or flight. I'm subconsciously programmed to always go to the next thing. And I was never in the moment. So recently I had to, I, I, I walked away from L.A., Uh, I brought a house back home in the New York City area. I'm from Jersey City, right on the Hudson River. Um, So I came home, brought a home, and then started to understand like, yo, what's the most important thing in my life is first love, right? Being around people who love me and I love them really. They don't love me for the moment. Don't get caught up in the hype. And number two, um, freedom. Freedom is huge. Being able to, you know, be able to wake up and say, okay, this is what I want to do today. And this is what I'm going to do. What I noticed myself getting into is the more hype I was getting caught up in and the more podcasts and celebrities I was working with, the more money I was making, but the more money was bringing me, you know, higher expenses at the same time. So I'm like, yo, I have to even, this is, people get stuck here. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the time. I was so busy traveling with some of these clients. Some of them wanted me to go on tour with them, to, to coach them. Then I started noticing like, yo, you're not studying. Like, yo, you didn't get your time to train today. You didn't get time to study today. You didn't get time to sleep enough. And I was going against my own core values to keep up with this, this, this hype. And um, I had to be real with myself. So what I've been really studying lately is how to overcome the root chakra, but really practicing it more than studying it, right? Taking the reverse of my subconscious, for an example, when 12 o'clock comes around and my subconscious goes, go get another cup of coffee. Because you can go kill it for eight more hours. I have to reprogram myself and say, listen, if you get tired around two, three, listen to your body, let your body start to relax during the day so you can get proper sleep and you can have another good day tomorrow. And I have to retrain that inner child to always try to fight for safety and security. So that's something I've really been studying these last couple of months and not studying, but really applying.
0: Mm. Thank you for sharing this. I was just going to ask you, like, I would love to hear your life story basically. And I want to get deeper into this. It's just reminding me of something that um, Barbara from Shark Tank said, actually, she said, I don't invest in rich kids. I don't invest in you. If you've come from privilege, I invest in people that have had to work for it because there's a spark in people that don't have it given to them. That's really unusual and makes for an amazing entrepreneur. So do you feel that that's true? Do you feel like because of the circumstances that you grew up with, with, you had a spark to work even harder or get to know yourself even more deeply because you really had to get out of that. So, yeah, scenario or love to hear one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, um, you know what really when I found that spark and why I feel like that spark really is a little, you know, the desire is higher in people that come from nothing is when I was a kid. I wanted to play for the best high school in the, in the country, and it was right in the city of Jersey City. It was called St. Anthony's. The coach was a Hall of Fame coach. His name was Bob Hurley. And when kids, when I wanted to go to that camp, it was $100. I didn't have $100. My family was so poor. We lived in hotels. I was homeless. So I noticed when I went and the coach understood my background, and he understood that he, he helped pay for me himself. I, I saw kids getting dropped off with BMWs, Mercedes, mommy and daddy giving them the peanut butter jelly and the Gatorade. And I had the same shoes on for the last three years. I had the same clothes on from yesterday, but I noticed that I didn't have that life. So what I did is at that young age, I saw the desire of I'm going to outwork you because since I don't have that, right, I don't have that privilege. I put all my focus on since I don't have that, I got to do everything in my power to be able to get to where they are. And I can't relax when they're done playing basketball and they go home and they go all their friends to play video games. I went back to the basketball court, right? So I see that in myself as an adult, um, you know, I'm never satisfied, but I I see that spark in me that I come from nothing and I'm, I'm built, it kind of builds that person to be built differently, right? So what I do in a day, people are like, yo, that's a lot for me. I'm like, yo, this is normal for me, right? Like, because the, the desire of coming from nothing, I understand what it's like to have nothing and struggle because you got to pick your heart, right? Life is going to be hard regardless. Life is going to be hard because you're going to live a life that you really don't You're not living your purpose or you're going to live a life that you're living your purpose, but you got to work hard for it. So either you sit there and you don't live what you, you know, enjoy life because, or because you're not living your purpose, that's hard forever. That's like a a dying slow, or Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a position where you work hard to live your purpose, to have your freedom and put yourself in a position where you're not dying slow and not living your purpose. So I'd rather just work hard, but as you work hard, you got to be smart enough to start working hard and working smart. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I do think there's a a big desire in people that come from nothing um, because they have nothing to lose, right? They have nothing to lose and they have everything to gain. So I definitely see the benefit of doing that as coming from nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the self awareness that you have around like safety and the trauma coming in, that's stored in your root is really interesting to unravel. And I really admire that you have the self awareness to even get there. So, what has that journey looked like to reintegrate safety and knowing that, like at a core level, you're going to be okay, that you're going to be provided for when, as a kid, you didn't know what
1: tomorrow might look like? It's a great question. So when you when in life, I learned that when you come across people in the people that you have relationships with or the people you have conversations with, you actually are looking at three different things. Number one, you can get a person that's bringing you a mirror, someone who's showing you, you. So the subconscious, what happens is if the subconscious sees a you, right, that happens to be someone who reminds you of you, it's you, and it can actually cause a trigger, right? It can cause, if a person is triggering the shadow of yourself, then you can project back to them. And one of the ways people project... Is judging that other person really quick or putting themselves there annoyed really quick or they project onto them. Then you could get someone who's a crystal ball. Someone's a crystal ball kind of motivates you and puts you in a position where you're like, yo, that's me in the future. Or I like this thing about this person. I can see myself doing something like that. And then you can get an angel. An angel can be someone who comes around who continues to remind you and call you out for your your, your falls and, and also reward you and also compliment you. But there's someone who's really real with you at all times. When I was in LA, I noticed that I continued to attract people who were also stuck in the root chakra. And I was getting annoyed. I'm like, yo, why I keep attracting these type of people, these people. And I saw myself uh, being self-defensive. I saw myself being annoyed and I, and I'm not one to uh, be annoyed, right? I'm very a positive dude. So then I started to sit and ask myself why am I being so annoyed and then one day I sat down and I figured it out. I was working with this one big time influencer who tried to lose weight. Nobody can help him lose weight. He has it all. He was all over TMZ, he was all over um YouTube, all the big podcasters had him on and he was telling the story of how he couldn't lose weight. And one day I was sitting on my couch after work and I'm like, "Yo, if this dude comes across me, I can help this guy." Mm-hmm. And 3 months later, he ends up DMing me because he came across a podcast that I did. And he said, I think you'd be the perfect guy. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. I manifested this. I knew I would work with him. Started working with this guy. I was the first one in five years to help him lose weight. But for some reason, I was so annoyed working with him. And one of the things that I came across is this guy was stuck in his root fight or flight because what he'll do is he'll get success and then put more overhead on him.
0: Mm. And
1: the overhead, right? $20,000, $30,000 in rent. $30,000 to rent out a studio for his team for, you know, their work, another $20,000 over here, another $30,000 over here. And as you start to really get all these, you know, overhead, he couldn't focus on his nutrition, his sleep, and focus on the foundations of building a company, which I was trying to teach him the foundations on building a body and a healthy mind, because he was too stuck trying to figure out how he's going to pay this overhead. But he didn't realize that he was putting all this pressure on him and it was annoying me <laughs> and then and then as I was working with him I said oh my god this is me and the last year I kept on trying to coach these celebrities that would get contracts for half a million dollars and then after tax they didn't you know they didn't understand paying their taxes the expenses it would cost their managers their agents and then they're they're left with about 200,000 but they blew through 200,000 cuz they're taking care of the whole family and then now they're reporting negative on their um, their taxes. So now I'm trying to teach them: you're an independent contractor. You're not going to get qualified for a loan if you want to buy a house. You're renting a house for five six thousand dollars a year. You need to you need to start putting this money into safety and security, right? Because most of them had root chakra issues. But then as I was coaching, I'm like, yo, this is me, mm. right? I'm like, yo, I'm in L.A. I spent 150 thousand dollars the last two years on rent for my business and my living home, and then I'm like. I'm noticing that for me to buy a house in LA, a a house that I can run a business out of and a house that is not falling apart, it's a minimum of $1.5 million, right? So I'm like, okay, the taxes here are already high, right? The cost of living here is already high. I can do it, but I got to work all day, every day and deal with people when I don't want to deal with them. And I still have healing to do. And I still, so I sat down, I usually do this exercise with clients. Take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. On the left side, go to the last two. If you have shock, chakra issues or you have childhood trauma, there's a huge chance that this is going to be a trigger for you. On the left-hand side, you put how much money has come in on the average of the last three months. On the right side, you put the average of how much money came out of your bank account in the last three months. <laughs> and then start seeing what is going on. And most people start seeing they have way more money going out than coming in which then leaves them chasing their tail and leaves them subconsciously stuck in the root chakra. Meaning you can't really relax. You can't create that new business. You can't do a podcast. You can't do that because you're worrying about how can I make money because I'm, I am I need money, right? So when I did that to myself, I started to notice I still was, eat, I, I wasn't even, I still had more coming in than going out. But I saw the number that was going out and I was like, yo, this is why I can't get, have my freedom? What is causing me to want to feel safe and secure Um, and, and chasing my my tail? People that have childhood trauma like I do, you, we have a huge chance of being materialistic. When you come from nothing, you want to look like you're, you, you are successful. And I saw that. I heard it in the music. I saw my favorite artist talk about it. And I've, specifically, J. Cole went on uh, Angie Martinez and told Angie Martinez, he sold his Range Rover, he sold all his watches, and he brought a bike. And I'm like, damn, he's. I'm going to listen because there's something he knows I don't know. And what he found out is that he was spending all this money, even though he was making a lot of money, he was also spending more than he should be spending just to show you he got a Range Rover so he can feel like he's successful. And when he figured that out, when he took all that away, that's why he don't have to make an album every year. He don't have to go on tour every year because he created more freedom for himself. So I just brought a Mercedes right? I had a Mercedes. I had two Mercedes. I had an old school, a brand new S class. I had a beautiful house. I had my dogs. And I started noticing, do I need these things? Do I need these things to feel successful? So one of the things that I've learned on how to create safety and security for myself is I started thinking differently. Yo, how much money can I have in a bank that is going to keep me from working with people that are going to waste my time? So what I noticed is the biggest thing that created more freedom for me was killing my ego, right? Cause I can continue to make a lot more money. I can continue, but I'm like, this isn't smart, right? So yo, I can go to Jersey and get a mansion for half of the price than $1.5 million for this little house in the Valley. So that's what I did. I went back to Jersey, brought a house, 20 minutes outside of my, my, my hometown and I'm around my family all day, bought a brand new house, for half of the price, came here, built out my gym, built out all these things, sat down and saw immediately, okay, when I spend X amount of dollars on mortgage, what I would have been spending on rent. The difference is when I put two years of money into my mortgage and I want to sell it, the value of my house goes up. I get my money back. Plus I get more money, right? And then I have the freedom to be able to, I created more freedom. Right, the cost of living just with the difference was forty five thousand. Now a lot of people tell me, "Well, Nate, you have to understand, um, you you were you were in the right environment to meet the right people." And I said, "Yes." With safety and security, my ego wants to believe that. But when I sat down and put things on paper, ninety five percent of my money was coming from outside of California. Hmm. I worked with people all over the country, in Australia, London. Most of my money was coming outside of California because what you'll get to know is when you're when I was in L A these celebrities that would come work with me would give me sob stories on how they couldn't afford me because their expenses are too much. They can't, they're barely affording to live out there themselves, but on Instagram, they make it look like they're rich and they're successful. Mm -hmm. So I saw this big illusion that I was a part of and I was getting pulled in and I left, I left all my celebrity clients. I lost, I left the hype right for the, at the moment I left, came home. And then I started to say, Oh, wow, I'm going to get rid of my Mercedes. My Mercedes is going to give me, save me about two years of living for free, Mm -hmm. right? If I sell that, I take that money and I just put it in a certain account, I don't have to worry about my mortgage for the next two years. You understand how powerful that is? You sit down, don't, and the people that are listening, sit down and think about if you didn't have work for six months and you actually work on the idea that you want to work on, you don't think that you're going to have a great chance of making that idea come true if you have six months. So I started to see this and I'm like, oh my God. It's not about the illusion or the perception of looking successful. It's And I'm a very authentic guy with myself. I'm like, yo, I got to go back, get my body back in the best shape of my life. I got to go back, continue to educate myself. I got to go back and work on. And that's how I created freedom for myself. I got real with myself. Hmm. And as soon as I got real with myself, I'm like, wow, I saved so much time, energy, and money, and I'm more free today. See that? So now we're doing a podcast on a Thursday in the morning, right? I'm not in a rush. I have no clients. I do have a lot of podcast requests. I do have a lot of projects I'm working on, but I have the freedom to say, yeah, I can do that. Let's do it. You see what I'm saying?
0: Totally. Oh, this is so good. It reminds me of my own business coach saying early on, um, business is a spiritual journey. And I didn't quite understand what she said by that, but I think you just painted that picture so perfectly because when you get to that point where you're still trying to prove your worth based on your outside resources, it really is a self-worth reflection like you were talking about. And how can you possibly create a life that feels really good, really authentic when you're still afraid for your survival. It's like, once you peel all of that back, then of course you can build from the ground up. Just like the first client you were mentioning, um, struggling with weight, it makes so much sense. Cause like, Mm -hmm. how can you, when everything else is like bogged down, I literally have done that the same practice you were saying, like write down your bank account number and what's coming in, what's going out. And I was like, I'm making a lot more money, but I'm still in the same feeling of stress, and it's like yep. that's partially because that's where I weirdly have felt safe. Like I've, I almost like, I wonder if you've ever experienced this, where you almost push yourself to the limit to see if you can make it, almost, and just like, it's a self sabotaging thing, which is part of the journey, the spiritual journey. Like, why do we do that? Okay, it's like this push and pull. Then the yep. other thing I really picked up on you saying, which I appreciate, is like, you know, when it's time to turn off and go spend time with your partner and like put it down so what are your thoughts about that and just making sure that you create that spaciousness at the end of the day and prioritize family and just yourself in so many ways
1: yeah so i'm 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 you know my mentor paul check if you if you don't know who paul check is you should check him out he's he's a goat he's the greatest of all time (laughs) in my opinion he's one of the biggest health experts in the world and he worked with tony robbins michael jordan kobe bryant so it's to study under him and also have him as my mentor. But, uh, he told me, he's like, Nick, you're a hermit. You're someone who needs a lot of time to themselves because you came to earth to complete mastery. And if you don't get that time to do mastery, then you'll feel like your relationships for your friends, family, and, and romantic are a distraction. And I'm like, I feel like that. So what I've learned is, you know, I've been with my partner for eight years now and she, and I've, I've been on her corner supporting her dream and, her dream was to become an actress, and five years after working our butt off, she booked a, a TV show called Saved by the Bell. It was a reboot, and she was a star of that show, and then she got a bunch of movies on Netflix and Lifetime now. So one thing that I noticed is that when it comes down to my partner, if you she she doesn't love me or owe me love because I did something last year for her, and she should still love me, Right? Just because she's my partner doesn't mean she's supposed to love me, right? You have to earn that love. Love is earned every day. If you think about the first time you go on a date with your partner, um, you're excited, right? You want to, you know, look good for them. You wanna, you know, me, I wanted to make sure, you know, I took her out to dinner. I took, I give her the time and energy. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't spend time on being distracted. I gave her my time and attention because I wanted to earn that, that, that relationship. And then after a while, people can get comfortable. And as soon as you get comfortable, then it creates imbalances in your relationship if you're not bringing that same thing to the table. So I try to make sure that I'm I'm able to bring my 50% to the table because I understand that it's important. So I noticed that there would be times where I would try to give her that time during the day, but I'm not really 100% present
0: popping in for a moment to chat with you about my private one-on-one mentorship series. This is for the woman who is ready to change her life. I know that feeling of confusion, anxiety, lack of direction, feeling like you're at a crossroads. And I've learned how to alchemize that discomfort and completely change my life, which is why I'm here to show you the way, to show you how to do it too. If you have been struggling with confidence, if you've been feeling stagnant in your personal and spiritual evolution, if you need help navigating a major transition in life, if you're seeking clarity about how to best move forward in your career or your personal life, or maybe you want to launch your own soul-led business but have no idea where to start, this is where I come in. This is the container for you. So if this sent off a ping in your intuition, in your soul, head over to HelenDenham.com and just book a free power session with me so we can get to know one another and decide if this is the best course of action for you. All right, my darlings, thank you so much for tuning in and back to the episode.
1: So what I did is I made a deal with myself and saying, okay, listen, you have to make a lifestyle where you dedicate this much time to your work. You may, you dedicate this much time to your dogs. You dedicate this much time to your partner. And then I, each week, you know, for the last 10 years, I wasn't able to dedicate any time for my family. I've been on, a, I've been on the go. In 2012, I left my father's house. We got our first apartment after years of living in hotels we got our first apartment and i went down to school to delaware to study uh movement science and um i was a division one athlete so i wasn't home for four years right i come on the weekends but couldn't really be present came home went straight to new york city because my girlfriend's father's like come here and chase your dream went there was there for a year and a half then got my first apartment and ran a business in westchester new york was there for a year and a half and then left to la for two years and a half so I haven't actually sat down with my dad on Christmas. You know, I just sat down at my dad's house on Christmas for the first time in 10 years. Mm. Right. Because you start getting all this money, you start becoming successful, you start getting all this, you know, uh, hype. And then what's the chance of what's the sense of getting all that if you can't enjoy it with your loved ones?
0: Yeah. Did you ever struggle when you started to make money and you got out of that situation? Did you, what kind of emotions did you experience as you started to make money? Did you feel a responsibility to provide for your family? Did any guilt come up? Like what happened?
1: Survivors, survivors, guilt. Mm. I went through every day, every day. And, you know, recently my father had to sit me down and give me a speech because he thinks I'm too nice. You know, I'll have uncles calling me. I'll have everybody calling me. Asking for money and I never hesitated. I always make sure because I felt guilty. I'm like, yo, I'm making all this money. I'm in Malibu having lunch, and my families can't pay their phone bill right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yes. I gotta come through. You know, like $50 to send them a hundred dollars to send them ain't nothing. I just paid for that for lunch. I could skip lunch tomorrow and, and take care of them. And then I started to notice that that was a part of, you know, my father, my mother, my brothers they're always going to be taken care of for me. Um, But, you know, extended family, I had to start being a little more like, I had to tighten up a little bit and say, look, I can't do it, you know, because they only call me for that and then disappear on me and then they call me for that. So I felt like I was being used. Um, And another imbalance that I had with money is I had this mindset, like, if I want that thing, I can get it. And I'm not, if if you were to be around me for a day, you will see that I'm very simple, right? I don't, need, um, I don't need, I don't need, I can I can just give me five pair of pants, five t-shirts, you know, five outfits. I'm good with that. I can show up to a wedding in sweats if I was allowed to, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not about the hype. Um, but one thing I always wanted in my life was a car. I bro- The cars that I had, had always broken down on me. And I'm like, yo, when I actually become when i get some type of money man i'm going to get me a nice car like that was my dream and i and i was able to do that and um as i that's the only thing i really wanted for myself and then running a business if i have a client that comes in from chicago or los angeles they come here to work with me i want to make sure i have a, a nice space and enough space for them to be able to have their own room with their own bathroom if they're staying with me for a couple of days we have the gym here it's spacious because it's if my house wasn't running a business out of it, I wouldn't be too big on having a big house, right? But other than that, like, I'm simple, man. I can, I, I just eat some, you know, my, like even the restaurants, I don't like fancy restaurants. I'm not bougie. I'm pretty simple. But most of my money was going towards taking care of everybody else. And also trying to um, survive. I'm the first generation person to ever go to high school, college, trying to survive in a world where I had to do everything for the first time. Right. So for an example, let's just say mom and dad had money and they had, you know, investments put to the side for you. When you turn 18, you got a lump of money waiting for you. Or mom and dad had a house or grandma had a house. They passed away and, and they gave that house over to you. And now you can either sell the house and use that as a down payment, you know, or, you know, um, you know, stay in that house and live rent-free. I, I didn't have any of that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have, I didn't have. A graduation gift waiting for me. So everything I had, I'm like, yo, I gotta work for it. So the 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 big imbalance that I saw myself create was, yo, I'm gonna go get that and I'll just work for it to keep it. And the problem that started to happen was I was working so much to be able to get things where I wasn't able to allow myself to rest and just get away from overworking for a little while and now go into mastery. So I went through something we call the king archetype. So you have the king and queen archetype is when you come out of the warrior archetype, you fight, 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 you work for somebody, then you become your own boss. When you become your own boss, the king, a queen becomes imbalanced because they get their hands into too many different things. And, and since they're, they're all over the place in the kingdom, right. Then they start to lose balance of the foundations of the kingdom. And then now they get stabbed in the back by a partner or by a warrior who wants to be a king or who wants to be a queen. So For me, the next step for me was to become a wise man, right? Wise Mm -hmm. men, wise women is the next step. For me to get into that, I had to be able to simplify my life. So I'm like, oh, I got to simplify my life. It's not about the amount of followers I get. It's not about the amount of likes I get. It's about the soul getting the experience it came to earth for. See, we got algorithms. We got social media algorithm, but then we got life algorithm. You can't Mm -hmm. cheat the algorithm of God in life and the universe, you can't. So you can say that you're doing all these things. I started to see, I was bringing people through exercises. I was teaching people how to overcome, you know, the root chakra. I was teaching people how to overcome digestive issues. Then I started seeing myself have all this shit myself. And I'm like, yo, you, get, you can't teach it if you're not mastering it yourself. I started to see because I was getting out of balance because remember, I told you I can work for everything and I was working for everything I had And I was like, this isn't smart. So let me leave the scene of the red carpets for a little while. Let me go back to home, go through some, you know, um, heal from some childhood trauma stuff. But also, you know, one of the best ways you heal through childhood trauma is if your mom did something to you, your dad did something to you, you got to be able to put yourself in a position where you're able to be around them and see how you react. And then the way you react, question yourself and why you react that way and see what you still need to heal. You can't just do it, you know, through a book only. You got to actually put yourself through the experience. So what I started to notice is now that I'm around that, it, it humbled me too. I have neighbors who keep staring at me like, yo, what the, you know, what does this dude do for a living to buy this type of house? Right. And when I get to know them, I I get to learn what they do. And they work 12 hours a day shift, the blue collar workers. And I sit here and I, it makes me more grateful for what I have. It reminds me how far I've come when I was in LA. And it's nothing. I'm not trying to make LA look like a bad place, but I was in the scene when I was in LA, you know, you'd be like, yeah, I just got a million dollars. I mean, uh, you know, a million views on this one video. I'm talking about life and people like, oh, that's cool. You know, I got a million views. And I'm like, oh, what'd you do? he's like, oh, I was just twerking. And I was like, oh, wow. But they they think the value is the same because the views are there. So I had to get away from that and put myself in getting into the dirt again and being able to humble myself, but also put the work in. I want to, it's about mastery now. So- and before we started this conversation, you told me that you had experience living in LA and New York City and you like the countryside a little more. And I was going to say to you, I think I there may be a reason why, because when you start getting, a, for me personally, I had this conversation yesterday. I'm like, I'm so close to New York City. I was just in LA. When I was a kid, I was like, I have to be next to these cities. But as I get older, I start noticing I don't need the cities to be successful. People yes. can come to me. Yeah. The, the thing is about being honest Being at peace And mastery that's, that's what I'm really chasing right now In order for me to do that You have to get away from distractions Nonsense overhead And doing things for the hype And you got to really start working with the universe again And not working with in the universe's algorithm Not the social media algorithm And here's the beautiful thing Most people like my content Because they're like, yo, you're so authentic Because a lot of people the, cheat the algorithm, they're not authentic And they, me, I just go in and just be myself There's a b- bunch of ways I could have faked it To get a little more views and little followers More on my TikTok and my Instagram But no, I'm just going to be me
0: Mm -hmm. And I really find that people are quite telepathic. Like people can see right through that. Even if you do blow up for a moment, won't really last because people really deeply feel that. Like I felt that from you immediately. I was like, we're going to have a great conversation. I'm so excited to hear this. because your energy speaks before your mouth opens, you know, it's like something about your presence. And I'm so fascinated that you, your uh, mentor told you, you know, I think you're on a path of mastery because it makes complete sense. It sounds like you've lived like five lives inside of one and you're just like kind of steaming through them. And then you're coming back to the basics in such an amazing way. And I really resonate with what you're saying about cities and distractions, because I think for many of us, like it can be like a safety blanket and a point of validation to be like, I I can't be successful anywhere unless I'm here. But it's like, well, why? Because you're placing your value outside yourself at that point. When really, if you come home to yourself, for me, it's connecting with nature again and breathing fresh air, regulating my nervous system, Mm -hmm. all of that. But um, I think there's so much to what you just said that's so valuable. Um, And I'm curious to know too, what happens in one of your coaching sessions, for example, what do you find that a lot of your clients are struggling with and they're coming to help? Uh, find help for
1: well that's a great question trauma digestive issues and trying to find their purpose there's many different things but if I had to align them those are the three things so when I work with a person um what I had to start doing is filtering people out that are not a good fit for me some people want to come and then think that you're supposed to do all the work for them um my goal and my job is to guide my clients and and educate my clients and support them, but I can't do the work for you. So when people come, I give them, when I, when I take on a client, I give them seven questionnaires and four of them are multiple choice, but they have to be honest. And I know if they're honest or not because I'll see the pattern and each questionnaire, like one of the questionnaires I give them is called the health appraisal. And within the health appraisal, if you're honest, they would tell me the organs that are most un, um, uh, under the most stress, your adrenals, your thyroid, your digestive system, and then also the mood regulation in the person, the your procreation system, like your sex organs. And then all those organs connect to a muscle. Each organ muscle connect to the um, central nervous system. It's called the neurotic loop. And then the way that they all function gives you a chakra balance. So you can have a functional chakra or dysfunctional. For people that are a little left brain and can't really listen to the word chakra, the consciousness of a person, the vitality of a person, the ability for that person to um, think and act for themselves, their behavior. Each nerve in your body goes from your brain down your central nervous system and connects to a certain part of the spine. So you have the lumbar spine, thoracic spine, cer- cervical spine. Each section of your spine has Nerves that come out of it that connect to muscles that go into organs and glands and communicate right back to the central nervous system, back to the brain. So, if a person, so anytime a person has pain, you point at the place where they have pain. So, if it's their hips, you okay, you have hip pain. What organs are near this hip? Your reproductive system. So, the first thing, if it's a woman, I say, Do you have PCOS? Are you going through um, your menstrual cycle right now? Any of those. If they say no to all of those, then I can eliminate the fact that the, the organs are causing inflammation. So then I can go to just saying, okay, it's either the muscle that's imbalanced, or there's a trauma here that is creating a disbal- I mean a dis uh dysfunction in the zone two, a chakra two. And usually that can be trauma from eight to 14. That can be uh being abused as a child, sexually abused, especially, or and then that can cause that can show up today as a person being too hard on themselves. Uh usually these people are very creative, but they block their creativity and they end up being the best entrepreneurs that I work with out of all my clients. So when I work with a person, we go muscle, organ, gland, and then we go to the deep emotion. Emotion means energy and motion. That's why it's called emotion. That's why it's not called F motion, a B motion, a Z motion, emotion. So if a person has too much energy and motion and they don't express it, then they depress it it gets depressed into the nerve, organ, gland, muscle. So when I work with a person, we I do that. And based on doing that, then I can see on my next form, okay, is this person having a fungal infection, a parasite, digestive stress, mental stress? So then I start looking at the other stressors and based on the organ, if I see, for an example, uh, the liver, dig- uh, uh, thyroid, and adrenals high, I automatically can assume this person has adrenal fatigue. If I go... To their parasite uh, questionnaire, I I should see a high parasite score, so that's how you see if a person is being honest or not. Right? <laughs> then, based on all that, then I understand the state at which the person is operating. So, how stressed they are, how their sleep is, how they make decisions in life, because each part of the organs and glands report back to the brain. We have three levels to the brain. We have the reptilian brain, which is all about safety and security. Then we have the limbic brain, which is also known as the emotional brain, which is love and emotional relationships. And then you have the intellectual brain, which is the part of the brain that creates new ideas that is a dreamer. The more stressed that a person is, the more they're going to be pulled into the reptilian brain, which is going to make them have issues with spending money, safety and security, breathing, eating, etc. So, I, it's a it's a two and a half hour, sometimes two hour process that I go through. So then when I go to the open ended questions, I look at the health history and then I can assume, okay, this person, this person can be so tired that they're going to be depending on a stimulant. So are they on Adderall or Vyvanse or anything like that? They're going to have ADHD. They're going to have digestive issues. They're going to have a chiropractor in their life. They're going to have a therapist in their life. And then one day they're going to feel happy. One day they're going to feel sad. So let me see the health history to see if they're on any medication to try to Stabilize them, right? So then, each medication has a side effect. So I have to do the research. If I don't know what the medication is, if I do know the medication, I have to write in my report to tell the client: Were you aware that this medication makes you bloated, tired, drowsy, etc.? And these are the things that you report in the morning, which I'm assuming that you take this medication in the morning. So it's a full, full, deep report, and um, yeah. So usually it's trauma, um, tiredness, weight gain and trying to find their purpose so a person the the number one thing i try to do with a person is before we overwhelm them and trying to give them all this information i got to figure out what their dream is and you'll be surprised how many people one or two things know what their dream is but don't do nothing towards it because they don't have energy or number two they kind of know what their dream is but they're scared to say it out loud because they have a, a negative subconscious due to their childhood and they have a lot of doubt and then number three they never had a chance to even think about a dream because they were so in fight or flight their whole life. Mm. And then anytime you don't have a dream, you'll be subconsciously pulled into nightmares and pain because pain and nightmares is a teacher to get you back on track for your soul's purpose on why you're here. So then when you figure out a person's dream, then there's roadblocks. And then I teach them every roadblock. Stress, distractions, trauma, pain. And usually there's they all go into its own little section. So each... Clients treat it differently, Um, but it's deep work. And that's why I have integrated health practitioner license. I have three levels at the Czech Institute, which is one of the biggest holistic institutes in the world under Paul Czech. I have, I'm a nutritionist. I got a sports nutrition license too. Um, I have so many certifications that it's, I'm covered in every, every angle with education to make sure I'm able to help a client get from where they are to where they want to be.
0: Mm, you keep dropping these amazing nuggets of wisdom in here too. Like if you don't have a dream, you're going to have nightmares, but those, uh, those nightmares are just channels to get you back on track. I love that so much because at the core of it, it's optimism, right? It's like the, the choice at the end of the day, are you going to perceive life as coming after you and hurting you? Or are you going to perceive it as an opportunity, which I'm so inspired by you really are a healer. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like such deep embodiment work that you're doing with people to really get into the root. Of it. And it reminds me of working with a, a chiropractor who studied um, fascia and myofascia release. And um, as he was doing like a deep myofascia massage, it just released so much emotion, which really brought into the forefront how the body keeps the score and yep. how we store emotion in the body and that, how that I think builds disease a lot of the time. I wonder if you see the same thing.
1: Yeah, A 100%. Yeah. Because remember, every organ in the body connects to a muscle nearest to it. So if a person has digestive issues, The digestive system, the nerves communicate with the lumbar spine. The lumbar spine also communicates with the muscles nearest to it, which is your transverse abdominis, which is that natural belt that keeps your belly button pulled back towards your spine, and then your abdominals. When a person has inflammation in the digestive tract, the inflammation communicates with the nerves nearest to it. That also communicates with the muscle, which is your core. That's why people get bloated anytime they eat food that causes inflammation. That bloating now is going to have the hips have to compensate. We have a deep hip flexor called the iliac psoas muscle that connects to the lumbar spine. It will pull it forward into lower doses and a person will have a curvature of the lower back. So anytime they go work out or go for a long walk, they'll have back pain, hip pain, knee pain, or ankle pain. The kinetic chain will all follow. So if a person puts, it's a lot of stress in there. So if you start to release tight muscles, energy, emotion, right? You have the four layers of energy is what I call it. Emotion, nerves. Muscle, organ, I mean, sorry, organ and uh, gland, and then muscle. If one of those, if the muscle's so tight, it's going to affect the nerves that connect to the organ and glands that connect to the emotion that's deeper in there. So, yeah, and actually, chiropractors were the, one of the first practitioners actually start teaching, uh, you know, with a license as far as teaching how the body connects. And that's before chiropractors were known. Some people just think chiropractors are only known to adjust your spine. Truthfully, chiropractors are very educated understanding how each organ and gland connect to the muscles nearest to it. They're very educated with that
0: hmm It's amazing. I also wanted to chat with you about working smarter, not harder, because yeah. um, just like you were saying, all right, so if I want this lifestyle where I have time with my dogs, my partner, my life, I'm going to have to compress into this time frame, which I find will actually make you more strategic with how you're going to make money and how to stop trading time for money basically, and to build capital based on just like the value that you're providing. So I'm curious yeah. to know how your business model might've changed um, with that mindset and how you're shifting it the energetics of money in that way.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I've started to realize is that I had an imbalance with trying to help the world. I think I can save everybody. And I think that comes from my childhood of working with a mother who was a drug addict, multiple personality disorder and bipolar. I always try to do things to save her. And I think that 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 imbalance showed up in my life as I got older because I'm I'll get a client where I would ignore the side effects of things that they said and how they you know they talk and they walk which I, I should have been red flags of like this can be a client that can be a headache, just to take them on, just to believe like okay for two reasons. Number one, no, I'm, I'm building more cash flow, but number two, I want to save them. And then what happens is I was trading my time for people for headaches, and um and then and then trying to prove myself. And one thing I noticed is like you, when you get these type of clients, you get certain clients, and they make you try to prove yourself. Then you notice that you're doing way more than when you're getting paid for, which I follow that law, but you're doing way more just to prove something to somebody. So I sat back and started to think, okay, if I had more time to build up more resources and value, so if I write a book, if I build an online platform that gives all my courses and guides a client through my coaching, and then we do monthly meetings as a group, which is something called the Be Great Renate Academy, which I'm releasing next week for an affordable price. If I build that, I build way more things on my value ladder. Then by the time I can start making good enough money from that to where now I'll go do workshops and now i go do this. So what I start to see is how can I help more people and less for less money to the point where when you start to, when I did my workshop and I made $12,000 on a weekend, and then you get a client who wants to work with you for 2,500 or 5,000, you start to sit back and say, hmm, that's not worth my time. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? I can make that in a weekend, right? So you start to really start to become when you look, I'm gonna teach one thing that I learned that was very powerful. The more time that you lower your expenses, right? Just lower your expenses because as soon as we start to work to try to survive everything changes, right? The way at which we go into conversations on, on, on phone calls and negotiations change. The way that we coach a person or, or do business with a person trading on service or product changes. And we're able to put ourselves in a position where we're like, yo, I don't really need this person's business. What can this person do for me? Oh my God, that changes everything. Right? So one of the things that I started to do now is I started to become a little more smart on my expenses, I lowered my expenses. And then what I started to do is I started, like right now I have a workshop February 24th and the 25th. We set that workshop up and I sold nine, we got nine spots already fully paid for and booked, right? And it's 997. So you could say that's 9,000 we made. And the office is downtown Jersey City on the Hudson River in New York City in the back. It's a two-day workshop for eight hours a day, right? But what I what I had the time to plan and organize that which before I did the workshop and I said, I got to do a workshop and I got to do it in two weeks. It's going to be two weeks from now. So it was very disorganized, which brought a lot of headaches. So when I load my expenses and I start to make more time for myself, I'm able to plan. Now, when I do my presentations on TikTok, I'm not rushing and I don't feel pressured to try to sell, 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 sell. I'm like, yo, okay, so this is how you lose weight for 2020, uh, 2023. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. And I do a very honest, give so much value People are like, yo, if this dude gave me this much value and this much time online, imagine if I actually paid to go to this workshop. So what started to happen is the time that I do have now due to lowering my expenses, I'm able to provide way more service on my podcast, my content, writing a book, I'm about to do a book deal. And then you start putting yourself in a position where now you start to strategize and you filter out those that can't work with you. And the smarter you become, the more skillful you become, the more value you bring people the more value you bring people the more you charge that's why a tesla costs 70 to 80,000 and not to downplay any cars right but like a honda and toyota base can cost 15 to 20 because you got a car that is all electric that has all these features in it it brings a lot more value than a regular base car right so that's why if you go to honda or the Toyota, you can get the base for 20, but then they have this one upgrade for 25,000. Then they have another one for 30,000. The one 30,000 has a sunroof, has better system, heated seats, it brings more value. So what I started to learn is, oh, wow, freedom, right? If I go and I'm able to become smarter, stronger, leaner, and I'm able to think cleaner, rest more, then by the time you come to me and you work with me, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you and I'm working out of an honest, I'm not cheating the universe algorithm. You can feel my vibe. You can see my teachings that I'm doing on myself. You can use that as an example and you can feel inspired, which will make you follow my protocol, which helps you get the results. So now I'm in a position where I'm like, oh, this client got the money, but I don't want to work with this person. So that's what it, it gave me that position. I worked with a lot of people this year in the last six months. And that's one of the reasons why I had to leave LA because I had to be honest with myself. I was attracting people that were very, very bad for my business. And you attract what you are. So I was attracting people who were stressed, who were very successful, but all over the place and this and that. and I said, Nate, you're getting people like you. Go back and go, 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 create more freedom for yourself, educate yourself, and transform your life. I was saying to myself, I'm like, yo, I'm doing all this. And I was honest. I was like, yo, I'm doing all this off all the stuff. I studied my whole life up to like 2020. In 2021, I went in, I did like three, four months of consistently studying. I didn't do 12 months. So I'm like, yo, Nate, you're very successful off all the old things that you learned and you applied, but you're no longer as lean as you were before. I, mean, I couldn't take my shirt off in videos if I wanted to show this is what it looks like when you follow a good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um I started seeing myself hide under bigger sweaters because I was gaining weight. I started to see my digestion go off. I started to see I wasn't able to be present in my relationship. So I'm like, nah, man, we got to, we got to humble. I even was willing to go to, I used to tell my partner, I'm like, yo, if we don't get this house that we want, our dream home in Jersey, I'm going to go rent out a, a big ass mansion in Atlanta or Georgia or in the middle of Texas for $2,000 a month and I'm going to disappear for a year just to go work on myself. And then I'll come back out and and kill it again, you know? But I was fortunate enough to get the house, so I was excited about that. But that's how I created more freedom for myself and um, I started working smarter. And when you don't have, a, look, when you have more cash in the bank because you're not spending as much and your expenses aren't that high and you don't have all this pressure and you'd have to perform and you don't have to deal with negative people that can mess up your day. You ever go through something like, damn, it'll be a Tuesday, you'll be like, damn, I got to deal with this person tomorrow. It's <laughs> oh like, yeah. <laughs> 24 hours later, like, oh my God. And that just, it brings, you can't be present with what you're doing. You can't enjoy your life because you keep thinking about this one person that's going to suck all your energy. And I'm like, oh man, you know what, Nate? I would be so much happier um, if you get away from people who can suck your energy. And the more you get known, the more people who want to work with you just because you're known a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I had to learn that too. My mentor taught me a lot. My mentor said, if you want to be a star, you need to learn how to play with fire. Because every star burns out.
0: Ooh, yep. I mean, there's <laughs> so many big life lessons in that. Even like i found in my business journey, like I my, my self-worth wasn't this high when I first started. So I was attracting clients that had very low self-worth and there was only so much I could do. So just as you said, building my skills, now I'm attracting higher quality clients. Not that nobody's high quality, but the people that are more driven, that takes yeah. radical self-responsibility, then I can really help. And I just love what you're saying too about really offering solid value Um, because I think a lot of people in the the wellness world or whatever, owning their own business, they're like, well, if I give them this, then I don't have anything to teach them behind the paywall, but it's really not true. It's like, I've found that I have just in the past month as I prioritize primarily educational content, like here's how you do this. um, It's, it's magnetizing because it builds trust. It's like so much to that. So I love that you've kind of released that fear around like Gary V says, give, 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 and then ask, but just giving, giving give. a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I actually just wrote, I'm in the process of writing a book, but I actually just wrote uh, an ebook on turning your dream into green is what I call it, Ooh. teaching other people how to turn your dream into green. So I'll have a course, I'll have this in the Be Great Renate Academy, the course itself, but I'm like, yo, I can create an ebook for nine bucks explaining every step that I took to become successful what websites I use, how did I did this, what what worked with this. One of the things I talk about in here is if you want to attract good people, one thing in experience is I never do payment plans because I did payment plans and you get people or either not in a position to actually have the finances. To, with If a person doesn't have the finances, they don't have the freedom to be able to apply the protocols that I'm teaching them. But number two, people just 50-50 about you and they're not 100% invested, which then you got to work with a 50-50 brain is what I call it. So when you start charging people up front. No, this is how much I charge. It got to be paid up front for me to get working. And there's no refunds. Then you, when you get those people like, okay, no problem here, take my card. These are the best clients to work with because they're not hesitant. They have the time and energy. When you're working with somebody and they're like, oh, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. That's why it's important to build something called a value ladder. Say, look, I can't work with you on one, but I have an ebook you can download. Or I have a course that you can take. You know, or have a workshop that I'm gonna be doing. And when you when you're able to do that, then you're able to still give them value, but separate your energy from them until they're ready.
0: Mm. Oh my God. That's such potent advice. I've been struggling with that exact thing. And I was like, well, I'll just experiment with a payment plan for them and see how it's going. But I'm literally living that right now. The people that are on the payment plans are struggling a little bit more. Struggling.
1: I'm telling you. And and one of the things that you can do is like, look, if you bring down your expenses. And you bring up and you bring up your your price right so think about how can you add more value to them so if you mm-hmm. go get a certification you know each year I probably spend 15 20 thousand dollars on education right so if you go get a certification right that then ups your skills you come back and you up your price 250 to 500 a package right because you're able to provide more service so what I started to notice is when you get a client I provide so much value for them when I get a client now They'll be pulled into my Be Great Renate Academy, which is a portal over 150 videos, teaching them everything I'm going to teach them one-on-one so they can continue to re-watch it. Then when we when we work, I record it. And as we're working, I'm typing my notes. So I share my notes with them. I share the recording. I share the Be Great Renate portal. They have everything they need. I overvalue the package, right? And I give them more value. But all the stuff that I use to give them extra value were the things that I provide people who can't afford me. So I combined everything, and then the more I learn, the more I add value to that portal. The more I add value to making an ebook about it, and then the more that you're able to channel people. Not everybody's ready to buy from you either, right? People need eight months of, you know, uh, Dan Kennedy said it takes an average of eight eight months for a person to buy from you. So what I did is I sat down and I, anytime someone purchases a a workshop seat, um, I call them and I say, "How long have you been watching me?" Mm-hmm. The typical answer is a year. Yeah. So the more freedom you have, the more value you can bring to the world. The more value you bring to the world, the more trust that you earn, the more trust that you earn, the more likely you're going to have conversions in your business. The more you have conversions in your business, you do, if you can afford me up front, great. Filter them out to see if they're a good fit for you, then take them on as a client. If they're not, say, hey, listen, I don't think we're a good fit, but you can go through this. And then, put, you know, you can say, go downstairs metaphorically and say, Mm -hmm. I have an online course that we do, or I have a workshop that we do. I have this, I have that. And there's so much other values that they can go through your ladder. If, you know, based on money and readiness.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I feel like I'm in a class with you right now. So much value that you're giving me (laughs) literally right now. It's so true. Um, Nate, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for people to hear this. If, if people do want to work with you and just learn more about what you're up to, where can we find you?
1: Be great with nate.com. My name is Nate. My goal is for you to be great with me be that's my tiktok um the content that i'm most known for is from tiktok be great with nate and then i have an instagram It's be great with nate w-i-t not w-i-t-h because unfortunately some 12 year old got my my name and um (laughs) i actually trademarked the name so i own it so i'm trying to get it from it and that person hasn't posted in three years so we're trying to get that Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then my podcast is be great with nate as well um yeah and then the be great with nate Academy should be out in the next seven days. So that will be available. The ebook, Turning Your Dream Into Green should be out. The course teaching you each step on how to create content, how to edit videos and things like that. The dream uh, Turn Your Dream Into Green course will be out in about the next seven, 14 days. So yeah, they will have that one-on-one application there. I have workshops coming up. So they can find all that on the website.
0: Amazing. It was so fun to hear your story and just learn from you. So thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate you. Of
1: course. Thank, thank you
0: All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And check out the description below for more information. And of course, if you feel like a friend might benefit from what you just learned and listened to, please do send it along, spread the love. Final note on my end is that every month on the full moon, I host a full moon circle. So this has been an awesome way to come together as community, to explore together. In the first half, we do an oracle card pull and some journaling. And then in the second half, I take you on a guided hypno journey, which is a really potent and powerful visualization for calling forth your highest iteration of self. So check out the description for that link as well. And I think that's it for now. HelenDenham.com has everything you might need. So I love you so much. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.